The Sefer HaMitzvahs, the Book of Mitzvahs of the Rambam, and this is the Positive Mitzvah 37. Over here the Rambam writes that the 37th Positive Mitzvah is the command that we have been commanded that the Kohanim need to become Tamei, they need to defile themselves ritually impure to the relatives that are mentioned in the Torah. The Torah mentions details over there, a father, a mother, a brother, a sister, a son, a daughter. Those are the six. And there is a question about a spouse. According to Maimonides, actually, a spouse is not part of it, but according to others, a spouse is also because the verse talks about a spouse by using the word lish'eroi, his relative, which is understood by... um, by some to mean the wife, but the Rambam says no. But anyways, a Kohen, even though normally he is not allowed to defile himself, unlike an Israelite or a Levite, they can defile themselves, but a Kohen is not allowed to. But for a relative, not only is he allowed to, but it's actually a mitzvah. This is what the Rambam is going to explain. Sins the Torah has prevented them from becoming to any ordinary body, a person as deceased, they can't go to the funeral or be in contact with the, with, the, uh, with the deceased, with a body they can't do. So they can't do it, and they can't provide honor to go to a funeral or to touch the body or take care of the body uh, by in an ordinary cases. But the Torah specifically allowed them to defile themselves, that they should become Tomei, when it talks about relatives. Now, one could think that maybe this is something which, if they wish to, it's something which is optional. You know, the Torah is not a, one could think it's not a mitzvah that they need to go ahead and Tomei, but it's just the option, if they want, they could, and if they want, they can. Matter of fact, there's actually an opinion that's holds like that, but the Rambam rules differently. The Rambam says, the Torah specifically places at them and obligates it by saying in the verse in Vayikra, chapter 21, verse 3, La yitama, that he should defile to her, which means it's a positive mitzvah. In this case, it's talking about to her, it's talking about his sister, but the same thing is true for all the other relatives that one needs to define himself with. Quoting the Sifra, Lo yitama, the verse says, in mitzvah, that's a mitzvah. A mitzvah, which means that if a person, a koyen, does not want to be mitama, we're still going to make him tame against his wishes. He has to be mitama. There was actually a story, a Yosef Akohen, whose wife has passed away on the eve of, eve of Pesach, and he knew that if he's going to become Tameh, he's not going to be able to be part of the Pesach, and uh, so he didn't want to become Tameh to his wife. He didn't want to. And the Chachomim pushed him, and they made him Tameh against his wishes. They forced him basically to become Tameh. Because that is actually the mitzvah. It's actually, the Ramam is going to explain, it's the honor of the deceased to do the Tumah. Now, this is not the place to discuss, to figure out 
I mean, if the Rambam holds that a wife is not really from the Torah, why would he even be allowed to be Metame, let alone being pushed to be Metame, if that's not one of the relatives that the Torah tells him to be Metame? But that's another discussion, not for over here. Uh, the Rambam writes, this is actually part of the mitzvah of mourning, which means to say, each person is obligated to mourn his relatives. Part of mourning of the relatives, uh, as the Rambam writes clearly, those are the six people who are the Mesa Mitzvah, that does not include the spouse, as I said before. Those are specifically because the Rambam's view is that a spouse is not included in the relatives uh, that you need to mourn for. The Rambam says like this, that because this is such a serious obligation, the obligation to give honor to the deceased, the obligation to mourn the deceased, to mourn the Avelis is so important. So that's why the Torah articulates by Akoyin, who is normally warned against defiling himself, becoming spiritually impure, that at least he should, like all other Jews, normally for their relatives, are metamate, they take care of them. But the Kohen should as well do that so that the Kohen, Ramam gives a reason, the Kohen should not be lenient in the laws of mourning, because if the Torah exempted him or he didn't have the metame, he would take it lightly. The Torah wants him to be uh, very serious about this and take it um, uh, in a way that he will keep all the mitzvahs. So the Torah says, be metame. Um, already it was explained that only the morning of the first day, Avelus of the first day, is from the Torah. The rest, the rest of the seven days are not Torah commandment. It specifically says in the Talmud, in Tractate Moyet Kotten, that over there it talks about, and says that mourning does not take place during a holiday. So if it says in the Talmud, if he started the morning before the holiday came. See, there's a difference. If the person passes during the holiday, then you start your period of mourning after the holiday ends. But if you know, you started already, so you started to mourn before the holiday came, so then we say that the uh, mitzvah of the community, which is a community of the public, to rejoice in the holiday overrides, it's a stronger positive mitzvah than your mitzvah to mourn. So that's why the, that mitzvah will push away. So you see clearly that we're saying over here it's a essa of a yachit, so we see that it's a Torah command, um, that it's a Torah obligation to mourn, and it is also a positive mitzvah. But this would only apply to the first day alone. The other seven days are only from rabbinic origin. And even the Torah tells us in our passage, we're talking over here, that the Kohen should conduct himself a morning in the first day and to be defiling himself to his relatives. And understand this. So you can see here the Rambam clearly is stating also that this that we're allowing the Kohen to be Metame to the or it's a mitzvah for him to be metame, 
it's when there is an obligation of mourning. This is part of the mourning period. So that would only apply on the first day. That would not apply to the other days that were tacked onto it from the rabbis. The Rambam writes, we already explained, uh, these halos were already explained in Mesechta Mashkin, uh, which is the uh, tractate of, of, of Soiter, Mashkin, and in many places, tractate Brachos, tractate Ksubis, tractate Yibomis, tractate Abidazora, and also in the Sifra, in the section of the Merla Kohanim. So he says, this obligation that we say that the Koyan needs to defile himself, become impure to relatives, of course, we're just talking about by touching and coming in contact with the, uh, with the body, this is not an obligation for women. There, this obligation only for the one who has been warned not to become defiled to somebody else besides the relative. They have a mitzvah not to be metame to others, that only applies to the men, but not to the women. So that same one who's obligated not to defile to others from the relatives, so the Torah says only to the relatives, that's the one who has the command to, to, to defile himself, become tome to the relatives. But a kahanis, a woman who is a daughter of a kohen, or she's married to a kohen, uh, since she's not been I mean, mostly it's really if she is the daughter of a Kayan. Uh, a woman who is married to a Kayan, she can need the truma and everything else, but she doesn't really have a status of a Kayan. But we're talking about even the daughter of a Kahanas. Before the marriage or whatever. So, so what happens if a relative, is she obligated to mimetame? Um, Does she have a mitzvah to defile? Uh, to the, so she says, no. Since she has not been commanded normally that she cannot defile herself to somebody impure. It only applies to the males. A woman can defile herself. As the Rambam says, I will explain in his plays. So likewise, there is no command and there is no obligation uh, for her to become tummy. However, that only is this specific part of mourning that we call to defiling herself. But in all the other obligation of mourning, she is obligated. Whether she wishes to defile herself or not, is not a mitzvah, that's up to her. She can do it, because there is no restrictions and there's no limitations for a woman, kahanis, as far as not defiling. That's up to her. So basically what we're saying is only the one who has been commanded normally, not a relative, not to defile himself, the Torah over here makes it a command to defile yourself, this is all part of the obligation of the um, mourning. This is the respect and this is the reason why the Torah says that. The prohibition number 195, Kut is the warning that we've been warned not to be sunken into gluttonous eating and drinking at our youth uh, to the extent that we meet the conditions of a ben soider of a ben, of a rebellious son. This is based on the verse in Vayikra, Perik Yutas Pasik Chavav, Lo Yisoychlu Al Hadom. 
don't eat on the blood. Seems a little strange. How do we get from this prohibition words to the prohibition of not being a glutton, not to meet the condition of Ben Seder? The Rambam explains. Explaining this matter. A son who is a Seder murder, who's a glutton and a drunkard, he is one who would be guilty and be put to death by Beisdin, as the Torah specifically says that he would get skila, which is stoning. We already explained in the introduction to the Sefer HaMitzvahs uh, that any item that one would be guilty of either Kodes being cut off or the death of, death of Bezdin, that must be a prohibition. It has to be a loisasa, with the exception of the violation of Pesach and Mila, which are only mitzvah and yet we find Kodes over there, as we explained. So since we see that the one who is this glutton, and he drunkard, who goes ahead and meets the conditions that the Torah sets forth, would get stoning, so we know by definition that this is an act in which definitely we have been warned not to do. So now we know the punishment, because the Torah says he'd be put to death through Skila. So what's left for us is to investigate and find where did the Torah put the warning for this. So as we know the rule is, the Torah wouldn't give a punishment lest it warn first. So this is what the Gemara says in Sanhedrin. Where do we find the warning for a ben murder? Where does the Torah say not to do so? We know the punishment, but where is the warning for it? That's why we learn it out from the Pasik, that the Rambam has quoted, don't eat on the blood. How does this relate to ben murder? That means to say the verse, don't eat such a kind, a type of an eating, which would cause the pouring of the blood. al-hadam, to make you pour the blood. That refers to a type of an eating of a glutton and a drunkard who is liable for death. If he eats that type of, uh, that style, that fashion of eating, in the bad way, as in the uh, uh, unacceptable ways, then he would be transgressing the love of Leisirchlo al-Dam. Even though that this love is a love should be close, it means it includes other prohibitions that we learn from this verse. As we learned in the third rule, uh, earlier the Rambam set forth the rule that's a love should be close. That doesn't matter since the punishment has been specified the Torah says skila, so we don't wor- worry about the fact whether it was warned specifically, directly, or it's learned out from a love should be close from a general love. We already explained this many times, and we had brought many examples. The details of this laws is in the eighth chapter of Sanhedrin.